Welcome to Adventures with My 40s. I'm Courtney Novak, a 41-year-old woman trying to figure out how to thrive during this decade of life. You can find the show notes at CourtneyHenningNovak.com. And here's the show. Hello, adventurers! I am recording this episode on Thursday, October 15th, 2020. This is episode 15, and my god, I'm sick of distance learning. We got a message last week from our uh, superintendent that schools will not be reopening for in-person learning before January 11th. So you do the math. I mean, that's like three months away. And there's no like, oh yeah, we're definitely going to open. And it's it's just like we've delayed it this much and we reserve the right fully to delay it again. And, and then when they reopen, it will only be for hybrid. And I'm, I'm feeling a bit, you know, drained. Like every day it's like, why didn't I have more time to do my creative work? You know, I'm a writer. Why didn't I have more time to just sit and write? And it's because I'm doing so much more with distance learning. Excuse me as I rearrange my chair. I, I never get into a comfortable position before I start. You think I just figured this out because this is episode 15 here. Plus I did like some 80 episodes on my other podcast, but you know. My brain's just too full with distance learning. Yeah, I'm sick of it. It's just so much. And it's all the regular work of school. Like, you know, little things like packing lunches, which only takes 15 minutes, but it's still, it's, I don't have a lot of 15 minute blocks. And I could do, like, I can write a few hundred words in 15 minutes, but all of these things taking away 15 minutes. You know, Pippa goes to camp three days a week and she loves it. And it is so, like, wonderful for her. And it's like, charging her up like my extroverted daughter needs her camp but it means I have to drive her there and then I come home and then I have to drive back and pick her up because it's outdoors and I could stay and like take my walk and do some writing there but we've been having another heat wave like it's going to be close to 100 degrees today so I'm just over the heat and I'm over distance learning and it's just you know I have to be so involved with there's just so much. It, it, it just sucks. So, I mean, I've told myself, and I talked to my husband, like, he's from Nebraska, and we're, next year Julian's in kindergarten, and he is not doing kindergarten distance learning. It would just not be good for him. And we will, we will keep our house, but we will go to Nebraska for a year and give our kids, because, because there are schools there doing distance learning, but there's plenty of them that are not, and we would just rent a house in a district where there is school and have an, a great Nebraskan adventure. And it would, it would be an adventure. And that idea is giving me um, like, like the strength basically and the will to carry on because I mean, this, this, is, this is just a never ending shit show. Okay, so today I'm not gonna do a full distance learning episode. Because it would just be me going, this sucks, oh my god, this sucks, for, you know, 30 minutes. Which I could do. But I want to talk about Catholic school. I've been thinking about doing this episode for a long time. But honestly, I've been scared about doing it. um, For many reasons, I'm sure. One is I just, I know a lot of Catholics. I come from a big Catholic family. And I know a lot of people for whom Catholicism is a wonderful experience and it works for them and and it's also a part of their identity and I don't want to offend those people or piss them off 
But the thing is, Catholicism was a really bad experience for me, and I'll get into that. But and everyone can, you know, you can have the same thing, and people can have different experiences with it. So, like, I went to um, Dartmouth for college, and I absolutely loved Dartmouth, but I know there was people who probably hated it and had a really negative experience there. There were um, people who, um, after our fresh, during our freshman year, who dropped out and went, like, back home for various reasons. So, just because I had an amazing experience at Dartmouth doesn't mean everyone else there, not if I know plenty of people who didn't, and so it's the same for me in Catholicism. I know plenty of people who have an amazing experience with Catholicism, and that's great for them. But it it it, it fucked me up in many ways. So, the fear can mean run away sometimes. You know, I'm afraid with shark of sharks, and I'm not gonna go jump into the shark pool at the aquarium because they might eat me. And that's a good fear to have there. That's like some healthy, healthy ass instincts I have. But the fear I have about getting on my podcast and talking about um, my Catholic school experiences, that fear is acting as like a compass for me or my North Star telling me what direction to go. This sort of fear is telling me that I have some shame and unresolved issues that I need to out. So let me let me just jump right in about like how I came to Catholic school. And I'm talking about Catholic school really, but it also is deeply intertwined with Catholicism. All right, so my parents, my mom is Jewish, which is very much not Catholic, and but she was more um, cultural Jewish, like um, grew up in Queens in New York, and she was less like religious Jewish, not a lot of temple or synagogue. My dad grew up Catholic, and he did... He sometimes was at public school and sometimes he was at Catholic school, um, like a mix. So Catholic high school and then many years of Catholic elementary school. But I know he went to public school for junior high. I can never keep a track, keep track of it. But they were both hippies and not religious. And, and I never thought about it, but it probably was a big deal for my dad to marry my mom because he came from a Catholic family and... I think his older brothers had both married Catholic women. So, you know, he was not just getting outside of the Catholic pool. He was just leaving the whole Christianity pool together. But it never felt like that, like an issue to me, because that's, that's just what I grew up with. So they were not religious, and they sent me to our local public school for kindergarten and the first half of first grade. And I was in a first grade, second grade class in first grade and um, was tutoring a lot of the older kids, which my parents weren't thrilled about. But then there were a lot of um, the older kids were, um, well, I think the thing that broke my parents was when I came home and was asking them about sexual jokes that the kids had been relaying in the second grade and being like, what, what does that mean? And um, they were like, okay, we're, we're out. And so they sent me to Catholic school with my cousins uh, because my cousins were having a much different experience. And as I go into this episode, I, I do not blame my parents at all. They did the best thing for me at that time. And, you know, I think we all, we're all entitled to 
are issues to work through. Like none of, I, I really don't think there's many people who show up and they're in their 40s and they're like, yeah, got no issues, got no shit to work on. I'm just this perfect, happy, well-formed, psychologically adjusted individual. No, I think we all got work and we have work to do until the day we die. So I don't blame my parents at all. And I got a great education at Catholic school in terms of you know, the, the reading and the grammar and learning Spanish and science labs and cool, you know, like it was a great education. But the Catholic part of it was a bit of an issue. So I join Catholic school halfway through first grade, and then I'm there for second grade. And then, and then I'm there all the way through 12th grade. Um, it was co-ed elementary schools, and then and, you know, through eighth grade. And then for high school, I went to Marymount, which is an all-girls Catholic school right across the street from UCLA on the west side. And Kourtney Kardashian was in my class. That's not about this episode, but, you know, it's just a fun fact. Let's throw it in. Okay, so she probably has no idea who I am anymore. We weren't exactly... No, well, she could. We played soccer together on the JV soccer team. So if you if she heard the name Courtney Henning, that might dredge up a flutter of a memory. She once sent me a Facebook friend request. I kept the request for a long time, and then it just sort of, I think it dropped off the feed, because it was fun to show people. I think she went, like, must have gone through the yearbook and sent friend requests to everyone in the class. And it was really fun um, to show people, and they would just, like, be like, oh my god, Courtney Kardashian requested you as a friend. I'm like, yeah, she just probably wants to increase her followers. Okay, this is not a Courtney Kardashian episode. Okay, so second grade is when, um, is like a big year for Catholic school because it's when you first get first communion and that's when you are officially allowed to go up during mass and received the host from the priest, which is like a little tiny thin circular wafer and like that dissolves in your mouth and really fast. Like I used to try to last, keep it in there as long as possible and it's not very long. And also before you get um, first communion, you get first reconciliation and reconciliation is um, confession. And I'm sure you've seen it like on TV shows where you know the, the sinner is in their booth and they're whispering to the priest who's on the other side of the box. I never got to be in one of those cool boxes, which is, you know, an unfortunate experience. I wish I'd had it. It's unfortunate I didn't get that experience. I always got sent to like, either they would just have two chairs like up by the altar and you'd just be sitting there whispering to the priest for all to see. Or there was like this little room at one of the churches. I went to two different Catholic schools and this and one church had like a little tiny room and you'd go in there and you'd sit and the priest would be right there the whole time which was a little unnerving so in second grade you first get in the spring you get reconciliation first and then like a month or so later is first communion well i had not even been baptized baptize baptism is that is the sacrament in catholicism which is like the equivalent of christening christening and you have to be baptized before you can get first communion and first reconciliation and, but my parents were like, well, we're not raising you Catholic. We're just sending you to Catholic school. So you're not going to partake in this. So like it was, you know, you're just not getting, you're not doing this, but you know, you're at Catholic school and you have religion like four or five days a week and the whole class is prepping for the sacraments. And so I was prepping, you know, you didn't, you couldn't just sit and draw like you were going to, you know, they weren't going to let your soul just burn in hell. So I was practicing with the class. And one day we had, I was at music class and the principal, a nun, Sister Stella, 
walked into class and the door was the way this classroom was set up is you walked into the door and then the teacher was at the opposite side of the room so if you were sitting at the desks you were your back was to the door but the, the principal arrives so we all have to swivel in our desks and look at the principal and she says I would like the following students to come up here and she called up four or five students including me and it was me and um, like the three Asian kids in the class and who were not Catholic and she and the, so I'm standing up there and I'm looking at this sea of my classmates and Sister Stella announces these children will not be getting first communion I'm doing a really bad impress, impersonation she was Irish and then she gestured you know magnanimously to the rest of the class and everyone else will be and man I was embarrassed and I look back and at the age of 41 I can say there's nothing to be ashamed of like it's great to be different like there are Catholics but then there's people who are half Catholic half Jewish not religious not getting the sacraments but when you're eight years old and your principal and you and, and, and I was approval an approval junkie and your principal clearly does not think much of people, of sinners who are not getting First Communion. And you're in religion class learning about original sin and learning that a baby who is born with sin and that sin is not, and that's like the sin because of Adam and Eve. And don't get me started on that. Actually, I will do talk about that later. And their sin is not absolved until they have been baptized. I mean, it is tough to be eight years old, seven years old. I mean, I was seven when I started at Catholic school to be told like basically you're a sinner because you haven't been baptized and if you die before you're baptized you're going to hell this is some fucked up shit folks okay <sighs> I guess I am criticizing Catholicism in addition to Catholic school and it kind of feels good to say it I feel I, I feel like my, like there's some sort of chunk of blockage in me that's like breaking up as I talk about this so I'm just gonna keep going so I I was embarrassed. Um, I felt really awkward, and at least one of my classmates teased me about it because I remember her like I, I remember that moment very clearly about like nah nah you're not getting the like, communion you won't get a party, and and then and this person um, I carpooled with her to school and she just going on and on about how she was gonna have a party and she was gonna get presents and I was just like, you know, eight years old and being like everyone's getting a party and presents and I'm not. And I wanted in. And so I begged my parents and I sulked and I got a shotgun baptism with my brother. Like a month before the first reconciliation, we got baptized um, by a Jesuit who is no longer a Jesuit who left religious orders to marry a former nun who left orders to marry him. I And I love that and it's very fitting. So got this rushed baptism and got communion and got reconciliation and felt really much better that I fit in. And again, that's just like this, I mean, you know, there's fitting in versus belonging. I love how Brene Brown talks about that stuff in her books. And Catholic school became a lot about fitting in. And yet I never really fit in because most of the cl my classmates went or a lot of them went to mass on Sundays. And after that mass, they you know they went to the family mass at like nine or 10. And then after mass, there was donuts and orange juice and coffee and the parents would be talking and, you know, gossiping and the kids would be playing in the playground. And 
I missed out on this whole social scene and I always felt like an outsider and I remember going being in religion class and you know the teachers asking who went to church on Sunday and all these arms would you know raise and I'd be sitting there like I'm going to hell and yeah we get a lecture about like how church is important and it's a sacrament and you have to honor the Sabbath and you need to be there and it, it was hard to be a kid growing up in a school system that was with teachers and I you know I respected authority that's like I was born as a person who respected authority and um I'm an approval junkie and authority you know the teacher is telling me you need to go to church I'm like feeling really guilty about that. There was a lot of guilt. And I think Catholics are actually very good at guilt. So I am really now just beginning to detox from this experience. When I graduated from high school and I went to college, I always had this vague notion like, oh, I should like join up. There was like a, there were religious groups at Dartmouth and there was like, I think it was called Aquinas House. And there was like a, a house that was Catholic and they had church and it was a way to like you know hang out with the other catholics and i never went and yet i would you now and then think i should it wasn't i want to or i need to it was just i should but i just i never wanted to and i have really like and i haven't practiced catholicism since you know escaping high school and escaping the catholic school system and but i've been like we had pippa you know, seven plus years ago, seven and a half years ago. And we, we've never had her Christian, christened or baptized. We were not, we weren't going to have her baptized. But Nathan was raised Methodist, but not like ardent, like he's not ardently Methodist. Like I think he went to Sunday school like once a month and there was some church, but it wasn't like every week. And he hasn't been to church, you know, on his own volition since I knew him. Like we've been into like a church... Um, like a Methodist church once when one of his cousins got married. I'm sure he's been a couple other, I think, no, a couple of his other cousins are Catholic. And we've been to Catholic church a couple times for my family, but no, we haven't been like churchgoers. And we've talked about, oh, we should get the kids christened and, um, oh, we should go to, go to church. I, I, I want to say mass, like, cause I have all the Catholic terms of me and I'll say these things and Nathan's like, it's not mass, it's church. I'm like, okay. So sometimes I think, like, it'd be cool to, like, give another religion a try. But I think I really need to detox from Catholic school and just Catholicism because it didn't doesn't work for me. And before I even try to take on another religion, and I'm not even sure I want another religion. I Maybe I want to go sometimes. Um, that's another episode. Let's keep going with Catholic school de detox. Which, like I said, I'm just beginning with the detox. Um, I think I learned and absorbed a lot of things during my 11 and a half years of Catholic school and I that I need to like intentionally look at and choose what pieces to keep and choose what to flush out and reject. Okay, for example, I mentioned it earlier, the creation story. Okay, I'm going to take a sip of my iced decaf Americano with a splash of cream. I was not drinking coffee. I'm off caffeine. And for a couple months, I was so off caffeine, I wouldn't even allow myself decaf coffee because there is a little bit of caffeine even in decaf. But I'm now allowing, I, I, I missed coffee. I just love the flavor of coffee too much. So I'm allowing myself that again. Just, just an FYI out there. All right, so the creation story, Genesis. 
I don't know how many times I read the creation story in Catholic school. I mean, it's the first chapter of the Bible. You heard of the Bible? You probably have. It's like the best-selling book in history, even more than Harry Potter. Um, find it in the drawer in your hotel. Thank you, Gileads. Is that who gives it out? Shit, uh, Gideons? Oh, yeah, I'm re I was reading something about Gileads, but I think it's the Gideons. I was reading um, Margaret Atwood's Handmaid Tale, but the graphic novel version, which was awesome. Oh my god, it was so good. Loved it. Okay, so, but, you know, this the creation story. First chapter of the Bible. We went over this shit every year. Adam gets made first. Man is first. And not only does Eve get made second, but she gets made from Adam's rib. What the fuck? I mean, and she gets made because Adam's like lonely and needs a companion. I, I want to read back through the Bible, back through the passages that I would have heard the most, like that we would have actually read in school and had to do reports about. I mean, like I used to have to make videos about these things and, uh, and, the, and the passages that would have been read and quoted the most in at mass because... Like at one school, we had to go to mass every week. And I was at that school from third to sixth grade. And the other school, we were there at least once a month, if not more. So I've, I've been to a lot of mass, even though my parents didn't. We were supposed to go to mass during the week and then again on Sunday. So even though I wasn't going to Sunday, it was like, but I'm going to mass all the time. So I want to go back through the Bible and the passages we read and, you know, all the scriptures and like um, think back to the prayers that we said the most and the songs we sang, and really dig into what I was being fed so I can look at it now with um, all my 41 years of experience. Because when you're eight, nine, even like, even in high school, and you've been um, sort of battered with this stuff over and over again relentlessly and taking tests, and like, I loved being a straight A student. I was addicted to my A's. So I was going to study for religion as much as I did for math and um, English and all that jazz. And, you know, I was memorizing the shit out of those Beatitudes and Commandments and um, the prayers. And I didn't want to um, get bad marks just because I didn't go to church on Sunday and just because my mom's Jewish. So I, I really internalized a lot of this stuff. And now I want to look at it and say like, okay, what did I internalize? And I can consciously decide, okay, I internalized this. Like, okay, the story of Adam and Eve. Eve gets made from the rib. I heard that again and again and again. I want to like sit here and I was writing this in my journal the other day and I don't fully know how I'm going to do all this work but I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to probably write blog posts and keep journaling about it. Um, and this could even be a book eventually. But like so Eve gets made from the rib. I reject that. Okay. Women are not subordinate to men. Women are not just created to serve a man's pleasure. Okay. I reject that. Then, it's Eve's fault that humans get banished from the Garden of Eden. The snake tempts Eve, not Adam, Eve. And Eve takes a bite out of the apple. And then Eve tempts man. Eve is the seductress. It's Eve's fault, according to Genesis, that humanity gets banished from the Garden of Eden. It's humanity's fault that we feel shame for being naked. Again, want to just make this clear? I reject that shit. That is just a bunch of fucking rubbish. Like, 
I I'm upset. Like, here it is, the Bible. And it's like, you know, it's the book. It's the world's most popular book. And, and this was taught to me for 11 and a half years. And chapter one, it's all woman's fault. And this book, by the way, it's written by a bunch of dead dudes and who um, created this whole patriarchy thing. And it's convenient for us, for women to feel guilty. Um, and I need to reread like Exodus and the Book of Ruth. I remember us reading that in like junior high with all of these stories about women who were basically just like expected to produce heirs. And I mean, there's the whole story of Abraham and Sarah, because I was reading The Handmaid's Tale and they referenced that. I'm like, oh, you know, about concubines and, you know, I, I'm like, oh, I need to read this and I need to re like see what I was fed and consciously reject it. Like I am consciously rejecting um, the Bible's creation story. Like, it's a cool story. I read it a lot as a kid, but I'm not cool with Eve being made from Adam's rib. I'm not cool with Eve being the one who fucked everything up for humanity. No, thank you. Um, and yeah, I, I took this, um, I joined this group called Mops, Mothers of Preschoolers, uh, when Pippa was a baby. And it was at like a mega church, a mega Christian church. And, and it's like a national, it might even be international organization. And it was for church and they, it was cool because I got to meet moms and the kids would go to baby, like the babysitting group. And so you got like this two hours away to like, to feel like an adult and there were lectures and um, a lot about motherhood. And I enjoyed a lot of it and we'd do um, potlucks and it was fun. But I remember being there in mops and thinking like, where are the female role models in the Bible? I mean, we, you get Mary, the mother of Jesus. And if you're Catholic, uh, there's a lot of things about Catholicism that Nathan has pointed out to me over the years, because I, I didn't realize. Like, I assumed this is how all Christianity is, but um, Mary's not as big a deal for the Methodists, according to my husband who's my authority on being Methodist. But Mary's a big deal if you're Catholic. There's statues of Mary in any church, and there's shrines to her everywhere. I mean, we I went to um, Mary Mount. The word Mary's in the title. And there were shrines, multiple shrines. At least one shrine to Mary, but I think there were multiple. And um, I was looking today at, um, I was remembering the Hail Mary. And you pray, you pray that Hail Mary all constantly if you go to Catholic school. And it is, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Okay, that's it. Mary is the female rock star of Catholicism. And what did Mary do? She was meek, she was gentle, she was subservient, and she was a womb Okay, Mary is this like religious rock star because of her womb, because she carried God's only son and gave birth to him and was willing to do it, even though that meant that, you know, Joseph might have rejected her and not married her. She took that on. Um, I'm not even going to go into like immaculate conception stuff, but oh my God. Like, I've, I haven't thought about this. And now as I think about it, like, I, you know, I've been journaling the past couple of days as I start to do this work. It's like, I, you know, like, my God, like, to internalize, like, 
you, you go into a church and it's all these, you know, there's the priest who can only be a man who's wearing like some really fancy ass shit. And there's Jesus on the cross and there's stained glass that usually shows a bunch of men. And, oh, and there's our woman, there's Mary. And we really like Mary because she shut the fuck up and she got pregnant. I'm, I'm really not okay with that. So, yeah, you know, I keep thinking about, like, religion and my kids. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to, like, force feed this shit on them. Like, that is, that's some toxic, toxic ass patriarchy there. So, yeah, I'm not cool with the Genesis story. I'm not cool with, like, how old the Bible is. And it's written by a bunch of men. And, you know, you don't, you get Mary Magdalene. And, like, that's really it. And, um... I, you know, I'd like to dig around, but I, I just don't think that there's, there's a lot of passages I've heard um, over the years about like, oh, this woman who keeps such a tidy home. I'm like, oh my God, like, no. So yeah, that's, that's work I'm going to do like over the next couple of years or however long it takes, go back through the Bible and find the toxic stories that I was forced fed in Catholic school and actively and intentionally reject the stories that I can now look at, at you know, as a woman in my forties and say, bullshit. I'm going to look at the parts of Catholicism and Catholic school that, um, again, to me are bullshit. Like, the priests are only allowed to be males, and the women have to be a nun if they want to, and they're, they, they, they always just gave the, the impression of being subservient to the priests, because the priests are doing all the work of, like, the ministry and, like, you know, running mass, while the nuns are, like, doing the dirty work of running the school. Um... Yeah, I don't like how Mary is praised for her meekness. And I, I want to get over the guilt that I have felt for not introducing my kids to religion more and be like, oh, no, this is good. Like, I can, you know, teach them about faith. Like, I, like I, I'm now getting, wrapping my mind around the fact and my, my heart around the fact that I can be spiritual and not religious and I can be intentional with my spirituality and I can pick and choose, like, different practices that I learn from different faiths. Like I would really like to um, experience different rituals, but you know, and then I'd also like to give a critical eye because so many of these things are just male. And um, I don't want to just like jump into another religion and just be bombarded with more, you know, sexist crap that's just sort of baked right into the system. <sighs> yeah. I believe in higher power. I really do. I believe in divine love, creation, abundance, big magic. I love big magic by Liz Gilbert. Love that. Um, I love work by Tasha Silver. I really love finding my own spirituality, but yeah, right now religion is not feeling right for me. And not only that, I don't think it's enough for me to not go to church. I think I need to take a hard look, look at the church that got jammed down my throat for 11 and a half years and, like basically vomit back up the bile that like that I absorbed. I do like Jesus. I do. I want to reread the Gospels and and like I often see things like um like signs about like how Jesus is the only path and um everyone you know if you don't have Jesus you're going to hell and I'm like I don't think Jesus would have said that. I think Jesus would have been really down with um any path to you know it's all you know any path to love like he would have been cool with that. Um, yeah, I do want to give my children some spirituality, but I'm figuring out how to do that because that's an adventure of my forties because, you know, 
religion and spirituality, they're very wrapped up together, but they are separate things. And, and I don't want to... It's tough because the, I see some things that are seriously wrong with Catholicism and like really that are just like even the Bible, like just baked into the Bible. Um, but I don't want to attack anyone who it works for. Like, like one of my favorite um, spiritual writers is Richard Rohr, who is Catholic and he's um, a Franciscan and he's written um, a lot, a lot of books. And... Um, I've read some of that. Like, I just adore the stuff that he's written that I love. And he, like, admits, like, he'll write about, like, I don't know how I haven't been, um, oh, God, I'm blanking on the word, excommunicated. He doesn't know how he hasn't been excommunicated yet by the church. But he's like, this is my, he he's like, this is my thing, Catholicism, and I'm going to work with it and work within the system that, like, I know and love. And I respect that. I love his work. Um I love it whenever I hear him on another podcast, but, um, that's, that just doesn't work for me. Like, okay, I, it, it was just too toxic for me. I, I can't, I can't, like, even though I grew up with it and I know it, there's just too much that's wrong for me to continue with that. And yeah, so I, I had, was actively Catholic from the time I'm like seven in the second half of first grade until I'm 18 and graduate high school. So I have been away from Catholicism longer than I was involved with it, but I've never done the work of detoxing from Catholic school. And so I've been carrying all this stuff. And I think we carry things in our from all of our life experiences, from all sorts of different experiences. And if you don't intentionally take a hard look at those experiences, they're just there and um, creating toxic beliefs. Like, you know, without taking a look at Genesis... I'm carrying around this belief that for, for most of my life about, oh, it's all women's fault. Like, women are guilty, um, you know, for taking a bite from an apple. Like, for God's sakes, that's just some crazy shit. But you can, you know, as a child, you can internalize so many beliefs that now that I'm an adult, now I get to look at those beliefs and say, uh-uh, like, I don't like that one. Um, I'm taking this one. It's complicated. It's messy. I, um this is work I'm just beginning on and I don't know how it's going to go, but I'm excited to do it. <sighs> and I'm hoping distance learning ends one of these days so that I actually have more time to do my work because it's, it's it is hard these days. It's like the end of the day, I'm completely gassed and it's like, you know, I want to take a walk and do some exercise, but I want to also write in my journal and it's, it's a lot of picking and choosing. All right. Like I already did my complaining about distance learning. So I'm going to wrap this up. And I hope you all have a great week. And in the next week or two, when I do an episode, uh, my next book will have been published. My activity book, the distance learning activity book for parents just barely holding on to their last shred of sanity. It's I'm working on it still. I'm nearly done. And it is like lighting me up so much and enjoying it so much. And I hope you are finding something to do that you enjoy that lights you up. All right. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Adventures with My 40s. You can reach me through my website, CourtneyHenningNovak.com, or on Instagram at Courtney.Novak. If you're enjoying the show, subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Have a great and wonderful week.